Please pray with me. Gracious and loving God, give me now the eye of the eagle, so that I may see clearly into the hopes and the joys of your people. Weave my hands the gospel plow and tie my tongue to truth. Let us hear from you, the still speaking God. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So I want to tell you a story about Beulah Mae Jenkins. Beulah Mae loved Mervyn's. And Beulah Mae had a credit card at Mervyn's. Some of y'all don't remember Mervyn's. I remember Mervyn's. Beulah Mae had a credit card at Mervyn's. When Beulah Mae ran that credit card at Mervyn's up, she spent all the way up to the limit. And then Beulah Mae wasn't able to pay the bill. So 30 days goes by. 60 days go by, 90 days go by, and so the bill collectors start calling, and she answers the phone, and, and Beulah May says a little hello, and the bill collector says, yes, I'm calling from Mervyn's, I need you to, uh, you know, pay your bill. It's now like 90 days past due. Beulah May said, well, I can't pay this bill. It's impossible to get blood from a turnip. So the bill collector said, well, a turnip didn't walk up in Mervyn's and buy all these clothes you bought. And since we have kids in the sanctuary, I'll just say this. Beulah May said to the bill collector, why don't you just go to AT Double Hockey Sticks and she hung the phone up. <laughs> Beulah May had a debt. Beulah May wasn't able to pay that debt. The nature of debt is something that we all deal with. Debt depending on the case, can be good, it can be bad. In Beulah May's case, she had all these wonderful clothes from Mervyn's, but she lost her job and she wasn't able to pay the bill at Mervyn's, and so she ended up going 30 days, 60 days, 90 days behind. Debt can be good if you were able to pay it back. In fact, things have gotten so to the point for us these days that you use debt as an instrument to make more money, right? Consider a school loan. The dream is, and the idea is, you take out a school loan, you go to school, you get an education, you get out of school, you get a job that will help you pay back that loan and grow your family and be successful in life. That works as long as you get a job and you're able to pay back a loan to be successful in life. Same thing with a mortgage. You go and buy a house. The expectation is you go and buy that house, you borrow a certain amount of money. You hope if things go right, you'll end up with more money and you'll be able to sell the house for more than what you actually paid for it so that you'll have some kind of nest egg or retirement or move on into a bigger house or smaller house or whatever it is. So debt can be used in good ways, and sometimes it can turn out that debt is used in bad ways. Our scripture today, Paul is absolutely brilliant. In our passage from Romans, he knows that these people in Rome are being crushed by debt. Debt is nothing new to the world. And in fact, if they are unable to pay their obligations, they could possibly end up in slavery. Am I right, Jim? Jim's a, a biblical scholar and linguist as well. They can end up in slavery. Thus, 
those in this time who were living paycheck to paycheck really had something to fear. It wasn't just a matter of putting a call block on your creditors. It wasn't a matter of changing your number. It wasn't a matter of, a matter of hiding your car from repossession. No, in Rome, at this time of Paul's writings, the wealth class, the creditors, they didn't just come and pick your stuff up, they came and pick you up as well and put you into servitude until you paid off your debt. So this is the reality of this scripture. This is the reality of the looming fear of the people that Paul are addressing in his letter. Unfortunately, the wages weren't high enough. There were no social security nets, and many of these early followers of Jesus lived on the precipice of slavery because they had to take out debt in order just to live and to survive. So they lived with the burden of crushing debt the possibility of slavery. And Paul says to these people, no, no, you are called to live with hope. But this is the reality that these Romans were facing. Paul brilliantly, brilliantly juxtaposes this hashtag word you should know. Paul brilliantly juxtaposes the debt slavery framework of Rome to the debt slavery framework of God. And you might be thinking, I thought God's love is free. I thought God's grace was free. Well, as my great grandmother used to tell me, baby, ain't nothing free. Everything comes with a price. Earlier this week, one of our members wrote a nice, beautiful check to help us grow our church. And this member said to me, I don't, I don't, I don't care about your plan, I don't care about, I just, I want you to just do it. I know you're smart, I know you'll get it figured out, and you and the council will get it figured out. And I was like, wow. And for a moment, I said, wow, there's some price with this. Oh, but there is. The expectation is that we will do right with the money. The expectation is that we will actually grow our church. The expectation is that we will be good stewards of that. So even when you receive something for free, it still comes with a price. Grace does not leave us in a state of neutrality in which God just says, here's grace. Here's my love, it's free, just go do and go be. No, there is a debt that we owe. It isn't just, here is Jesus, my son, crucified, come to save you, and there is no price that you need to pray. In our scripture, we heard this word, flesh. And it's one of those words, if you're like me, it's a word that then whenever I hear somebody reading from the Bible and I hear the word flesh, a tape starts playing in my mind and I start wondering, where are we going with this sermon? But indeed, flesh here is not the Greek 
soma. Flesh here is the Greek sarks. Soma means body. So flesh here is sarks, which more links to a resistance to God. So it is not about your body and what you do with it. It is about resisting God. And so we have to think about, well, the death that we have is that we should be open and welcome to God's love. Your problems are not caused by God. You do not owe God a debt of suffering. You do not owe God a debt of struggle. What you owe God is a life of hope. What you owe God is a life of faith. You, as the scriptures say, do not owe a debt of slavery to anyone or anything. If you are going to be a slave to anything, then be a slave to hope. If you are going to be a slave to anything, be a slave to peace. Be a slave to faith. This is the debt that the Apostle Paul is saying that we all owe. So I stopped by this morning to call. I am God's collection agency. I am calling to tell you several of you, that your bill is way past due. Hashtag last Sunday, can you hear me now? Your bill has passed the 60-day, 90-day mark. Some of you have decided to be a slave to fear. Some of you have decided to be a slave to struggle. You have given in to a defeating narratives. You have spent too much of your inheritance as a child of God being a slave to things that aren't lifting you up. It is time for you to pay up. It is time for you to pay your bills, your suffering, your pain, your sickness, your fatigue, your worry, and your I can't is not sufficient any longer. In fact, this is what some of you keep depositing into your emotional bank. And you wonder why you keep getting NSF fees and return checks. You are depositing the wrong currency and paying at a high exchange rate. You keep swiping your credit card down at the Needy Plus supermarket, and then you try to pay the charges with worry pesos. You keep swiping your credit card down at the local get up and go, and then you try to pay that bill with deflated, defeated bot, hashtag Thai currency. You keep swiping your credit card down at the discount pain depot, and then you try to pay those charges with Monopoly money. Paul says, no, no, no. You are spending too much time and you're paying the wrong debt. Because of all that God has done, we owe God a life of hope. Free from being a slave to fear. Free from being a slave to struggle. Don't resist God. Welcome God with hope. This is what you owe. Pay up by living a life with aspiration. Pay up by living 
with belief. Pay up by living with can do, not I can't. Pay up by living with delight instead of Delilah. You're gonna have to know your Bible to catch that. <laughs> Pay up by living with excitement. Pay up by living with faith. You can help me preach this by saying amen every once in a while. Pay up by living with giving. Yes. Pay up by living with hope. Yes. Pay up by living with inspiration. Yes. Pay up by living with joy. Yes. It's all right for you to say, stay right there, preaching. Pay up by living with kindness. Pay up by living with love. Pay up by living with modesty. Pay up by living with nourishment of your neighbor. Pay up by living with optimism. It's all right to say that you received that. Pay up by living with possibility. Pay up by living with quality. Pay up by living with a renewed mind. We're working our way through the ABCs if you haven't figured it out yet. Pay up by living with steadfastness. Pay up by living with truth. Pay up by living with a little undignified praise. It's all right. It is all right to ugly cry and rock back and forth because you know where you end and where you are going to. Pay up by living with verity. Pay up by living with worship. Pay up by living with sin. In Jesus' name. It is time for you to get out of that debt and to pay up. What we owe God is a life of hope. We are children, sons and daughters of the Most High God. What we owe God is a life of hope, not a life of helplessness. It is time for all of us This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 